talk us through those 80 minutes. No, we prepared to win. We knew that we were here to make history. The whole week, that's what we told ourselves. And you know what? I'm so proud of the boys. Absolutely humbled. And the guys came out. They played with enormous testicles. And we absolutely did it. Fantastic effort. I'm such a happy captain. Nick and Nick again, doing a very quick drop kickoff, just catching up on a few of the hottest topics uh, that happened this week and will happen this week. Uh, good day, Nick. How are you? I'm all right, mate. We've uh, we've just come off recording another podcast, which you may have heard, which is the, uh, the the conversation with Paul Tate. But I figured uh, we figured that it's uh, a lot of a lot of stuffs happened, a lot of stuffs been announced in the last uh, yeah. in the last couple of days. So we figured we'd give you an extra short and sweet. Uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, to totally, totally. Everything in between. Yeah, we're just we're spoiling you. Um, I'll listen to that podcast if I was you with Paul Tate. It's, very, you, it's, it's a very good podcast, yeah, yeah, particularly so if you want to learn about Argentine rugby and all the shit that they have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and you think we've already had that conversation. Well, you know, the Batman just came out. Um, we just had a Batman movie. It's just like, it's a podcast version of that. It's a great analogy. Right? Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, or it's good fellas, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Um, Willoughby training camp, training camp squads come out where they all go down to that little scouts jamboree camp down near Wollongong. Nick, it's a huge squad. It's kind of hard to take much out of it um, because most of these half these dudes get cut. But what are your first thoughts? Well, eight players. Eight uncapped players, first and foremost. A uh, lot of it's good to see a couple of boys, you know, see you know the form that they've been coming in, you know, over the course of last year and this year get rewarded. I think Jock Campbell's a good inclusion for the Queensland Reds, um, as well as it's interesting to see Ben Donaldson. I think uh, a lot of people haven't been convinced by him. Uh, you know, they, mm. they think he's still coming into his own, which I think is true. But he's definitely been looking a lot more confident uh, at the Waratahs, and in you know, in terms of building our 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 depth in the in the fly half position. He has yeah. certainly stamped himself on that role a lot quicker than Will Harrison did last year. Albeit, you know, last year was a rough day at the office for for you know for the Tars in general. So how it's hard to grow there. But I like look at this squad. There, I'm, I, my one critique from it initially was that uh, I thought that there it was interesting to see only a couple of force players get selected. Um, yeah, particularly when there were more Rebels, and I think that Reese Hodge, you know, has been in very mixed form, albeit it feels like none of the players, you know, probably bar Kellaway, have really kind of been standing up at the Rebels. Um, obviously, well, change Kellaway is coasting on his form for the Wallabies last year. Well, he's, I mean, he was injured for a whole bunch of the wall, of the, uh, of the of the Rebels games. He's only been back for two matches, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, but, but tell yeah. you what, looking at this camp squad, I do have to control the Rebels. To, I can't see it. There's, what, three? Four. I, I, I can't four. see him. It's like there's Matt Phillip. You got Phillip. You got Rob Leota. You've got Kellaway, uh, and you've got Hodge. Yeah. Hodgey. Um, quick, but, quick question. Do you think they should get out of there? What the, the Rebels? The Rebels. What just in general? You mean leave? If the you whole... wanted to play more Wallabies games, what get out of get? Would you leave the Rebels? Yeah. Would, would you get? You reckon? Maybe just get out. Well, look. I think uh, Kellaway for sure. Nah, well, here's the thing. Like, if the Rebels were playing well, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Like, it, well, it, should, yeah. it should come down to actual standout form. I think it's and and we, I mean, we already had it. We covered it in our podcast last week. That really, the whole the whole organization needs a needs a, a, a not like a clean out, but just a culture shift from top to bottom. Uh, it's a good discussion, by the way, when we we chatted with Dylan, our, our resident Victorian and Another not in New South Wales rep- representative. Uh, and he, yeah, it's which is a, it's a really good chat. Uh, yeah. I, I don't necessarily think you know. I think it would be very negative for for the rebels if they lost Kellaway and Hodge. Um, but you know, if Kellaway decided stuff, there's some going to New South Wales to uh, because they need a decent winger, um, or the or to the force. I mean, God help them. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I think they should, um, but I'm not a rebels fan, um, and I'm a Wallabies fan, so that's why. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I guess the big shock, and I don't know if, I don't know, because he's Fijian, I'm not sure if he's Australian qualified, and I do feel a bit dirty about this, but I think Seru Uru 
uh, it's playing really well for the Reds. Um, yeah. I, I did see a comment online that, hey, maybe we should back it up for, uh, you know, in Trans-Tasman games, see how he goes then. But I think he's been playing really well. And he's probably like the standout um, omission from the squad. Um, mm. Are there any for you? Yeah. Um, a, a lot of them were, were actually in, in Western Australia. Um, like, I actually think that there should be more force players. Um, and that's not uh, not to say anything bad about any of the other teams. I just think that um, one of the things that has really impressed me about the force is that they've been they've shown a lot more depth this year mm. um, in terms of their positions. Uh, and I, for one, you know, do think that you know Tim Ancy has been playing really, really well for the force. Uh, you know, Tom Robertson, I think, has been a, a decent selection, at least bit of under for consideration as in terms of the front row. Um, but the big one for me is no Fergus Lee Warner. Uh, yeah. As yeah. well, like why the hell is Fergus Lee Warner uh, not included and Lockie Swinton is? Um, with all like, frankly, I think Fergus Lee Warner is a much is is just a more all around better player than Lockie Swinton. Um, I still don't see the hype about around Swinton. I really don't. The dude can't even tackle. He had to. He, he got you know carded and had to go away for a few weeks to improve his tackle ability. And he's a wallaby. He's at international level rugby. Yeah. Um, I still don't see the hype. Um, I want to be proven wrong, though. I always want to be proven wrong, but yeah. I really don't see the hype. Around. I, I'm, I'm on the lucky Smitten train. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just think he just brings so much physicality. And he is like, you know, there was a, that huge kind of discussion around Australian forwards or, you know, outside backs not bringing that gain line, you know, ball carrying ability. But he's all um, bark and no bite. That's what I think. Like, oh, well, you know, maybe it just has to be that tweak. He just has to, some, someone has to just go, yo, look, don't don't tackle him around the neck or something. Like, oh, you know, I get it now. But Just just control his aggression a little bit more. He tries to get up all in their face. But when, you know, maybe it's it's a knockoff from his NRC days when, when he was playing with Sydney and Sydney weren't winning. But whenever the chips have been down, I reckon so. he goes I reckon quiet. he's so upset the NRC's been cut. Maybe that's the solution. Bring it back and he'll calm down. Yeah. Well, just he needs to control his aggression a bit more, but also just improve everything else. Um, and then maybe I'll think he's a decent player. Yeah. Uh, all right. I want him to look, I want him to prove me wrong. I always do. But going back to this squad, um, yeah. in terms of actual, you know, uh, people who I'm really glad did make it, uh, David Parecki, uh, from the Tars, uh, I think he's been having a really solid, you know, two or three years in, in the hooker position at the Tars. He's looking really solid. Um, additionally, he's been backed up by Tom Horton. I mean, Horton didn't make the squad, but it's nice to see Parecki under consideration for that hooker role because I think of all the positions in this Wall Wallaby squad, we are starting to build some nice depth. You've got a, a decent first-line option and, a de and, you know, the makings of a good second and third-line option. Hooker is the one position where I think we're really – no one's really put their hand up yet. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think, I mean, you got your Lachlan Lonigans, uh, who has looked, you know, he's looked all right. He's looked promising, but he hasn't really kind of stood out there. Uh, you know, he's still pretty young as well. He right? is, he, look, he is still pretty young. Like, yeah. there's it's no no disrespect, no you know slouching on him. I, like, I think he's a really really solid player. Um, and obviously Kai Tuhu as well at the Force, um, as well. But again, he's only played two or three tests, so he's very yeah. much you know, new to all of this. Um, you you could probably say the most senior player hooker is Falau Fainga. But then again, he's only played, you know, 25 tests at, at hooker. Um, yeah, and, and then, like you said, just doesn't seem to bring it for the Wallabies. Like, no one puts their hand up. Yeah, I, I reckon right now not, someone is still to claim that hooker position. I think they've all got good talent. I think they've all yeah. got really great potential. But no one is kind of stamping that role like, say, you know, your, ten, your, your Tom and Thor uh, yeah. or your Michael Hooper on number seven yeah. uh, or your Kellaway on the wing. Like someone's it, – it's, it's there to be – it's there to be uh, – it's, it's there to be claimed. Um, and I reckon, you know, um, I think Falau Fainga – has the potential to do it. I think Lachlan Lonigan's a really uh, he's shown himself to be really solid coming off the bench. I reckon mm. Parecki's a decent shot actually because yeah. he's been playing really really well. Um, in I the, just don't think he's international does. standard, but I mean, well, not yet. He's only I think he's only had a good two or three years. Is at isn't super he, level. Isn't he twenty eight? What's up? Isn't he twenty eight? He's pretty old, right? Well, he's my age. Is <laughs> that's my age? Yeah. I, don't <laughs> I don't consider myself that old. But yeah, um, twenty nine. 
29. Look, hey, doesn't look. It's just because I mean, just because he's uncapped doesn't mean that you know some people, some players arrive and they hit the ground running, and some yeah, don't. That, that's true. Yeah. Uh, hey, don't hate me for this, right? And I hope this doesn't extend it. But I think if I had my pick of all hookers right now, I'd want Tolly Lardu to come back. No, <laughs> I think he's the best hooker we've got. And well, I mean, well, no, games. I, I he's I like you were talking necessarily... about Thor. He's the last hooker that's carved. I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you, but like, here's the thing: we're looking overseas, and the best option we have, and this gives you another indication that we really need to to find a, a position at hooker, and the best option we can come up with is Tolilatu. Yeah, I mean, good player, but I know, yeah, it's not potential a liability when oh, it comes huge to liability. if his discipline now if his discipline gets out of control. No, no one's really stamped on the stamped the role since uh, since Stephen Moore retired. I think. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to see the, the red card odds for if Swinton and Latu in the same team. You know, oh, odds fuck. of them getting a red card. Who who would pay higher? Um, no, no, please. <laughs> uh, second quick thing: Tony Pulu's in the squad. Famous Tony Pulu. Yeah, he's great. They brought over from the Brumbies. Brought him over from the Chiefs, I think, uh, because he's got. He was born in Australia. I was got an Australian grandmother or something. Um, mm. Hasn't been capped yet. What do you think his chances are? Tony Pulu? Yeah. Well, he's been doing really well at the force. I will say that. And uh, it's. I think that there is a position available for, you know, with a giant Marika-sized hole, uh, a, a big Corombete-sized hole on the wing. I think yeah. Kellaway's got one side of the wing shored up. Yeah. Um, yeah unless, exactly. of course, they try his luck at, uh, at uh, fullback, um, which I think isn't necessarily a bad idea, but, I mean... It'd be curious if they go with uh, Jordan Bataille or uh, or Tom Banks, which is probably going to be their likely option for fullback. Um, It'll probably be Banks, I think. But, but in terms of competition for that for that uh, other winger position, you mean you've got your Tom Wrights, uh, yeah. and I mean obviously Bataille could potentially fill out that other that other winger position. But I reckon he's still to really, you know, stamp his authority on the winger position. I reckon he's better suited to fullback just in terms of his, his playing ability. I mean, you've got your Hodge, your Reese yeah. Hodge, who's a, who's consistent. I wouldn't, you know, Hodge is a, is a, is for all, for all the, the, the roughness he has had, you know, uh, this season so far, the Rebels, he is still a very good player. Um, and he has shown himself to be very strong on the wing, um, uh, particularly for, from an acceleration perspective. Um, I reckon he's worth a shot. I reckon he's a shot. Uh, whether he starts, uh, I don't know. Um, probably might come in as a uh, on the wing, um, but he hasn't the chance to make an impression. Um, it's the the other negative with with that is that Hodge as well has just got the boot. He's got yeah. a boot. He's got that boot. He's got that, the boot. He's got the beak. He's got that that massive Simpsons boot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bart Simpson hard. <laughs> yeah, launch him eighty meters. Yeah. yeah. Um, but do, you reckon I think, Rennie, do you reckon Rennie uses him as like to discipline others? Oh, definitely. You know, well, if you, actually, if you to the be ball honest, Rennie, kickoff, Rennie, Rennie Hodge can just lining you up. Yeah. <laughs> Pull down your pants, Hodge lines you up. <laughs> yeah, one of those ones. But <laughs> Pulu, I, look, I actually reckon Pulu is he's worth a chance. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it, if you're gonna, in terms of like a, a proper. Carving the opposition in and out, he's definitely shown that the force. Um, he, whether it like it's it, it really depends on what sort of game plan I think uh, I think Rennie wants to go with. Um, if it is one where they just want to chip away at the English, um, then I think they're probably he's more likely going to want to go for Hodge because Hodge will have the boot and he's also relatively pretty consistent in terms of defense out on the wing. Um, but if he does want to kind of look for that carver and acceleration yeah. to try and, you know, stop the likes of someone at the back of the, of the, of the English, you know, the English back three, like your Anthony Watson or, or, you know, even someone like Marcus Smith, who, who will want to, who will have the ability to kind of get that fantastic acceleration to break the gain line. Pulu would be a good bet. Um, happy to see him in there. It's quick a question. Quick question before we get on to our next big one. Bit of a tangent. England have absolutely, Dropped their guts in the Six Nations this year. I think they came fourth yeah. above uh, Wales. Oh, no, they came third, but uh, beaten by Scotland, um, beaten by France, beaten by Ireland. Um, only beat a crab juice, Wales, and, a, and, and Italy. Uh, where do you reckon they're at right now? Do you think Eddie's going to get sacked? From I only believe... Look, 
I'm not going to comment on that because we are currently on a seven or eight match losing streak to them. So I look, I mean, of course, you know, they didn't win the, uh, they didn't win the six nations. And I would they say that most well. English, most England fans would be happy, wouldn't be happy. But right now we've got our own problems with the English side <laughs> against England. We need to actually beat the bastards. Um, so people really want to sack Eddie. Of course people want to sack Eddie, yeah. but, but I mean, his thing with Eddie, I mean, Eddie, all, for all intents and purposes, is still getting really positive results out of that side. Um, even though it was a pretty disappointing performance in the Six Nations. Um, yeah. You only have to look back. Like, they they didn't, they only won the Six Nations relatively recently. And, and this year they came up against a really solid Irish side. I think. So and Wales also won it last a French year. side that's amazing. A French, that yeah. French side is fantastic. Like, yeah. you know... It's hard to come up against both sides and not, uh, you know, everyone, ex- like sometimes you're just not going to be on the same level as, as some of those teams. Um, and I think for all intents and purposes, Ireland was better and France was better. Yeah. Uh, well, France, France is amazing. But, France, uh, France, yeah. That, they've got a, they're, like they're, they're peaking really well at the moment. So it's kind of interesting to see where that goes because uh, Czech had gotten to a final and lost it, as did Eddie. Um, and then Australia just sank. So it's interesting to see where England goes from here. If you could pick them up again, or they can just drop off. Well, um, it's the negative. That, like, like after the similar a thing thing happened with the with the with when he when he coached the Wallabies after the 03 final. Mm. When the change room, because he's got a very uh, Eddie Jones has a very particular way of of working, um, and you know, <laughs> yeah. If 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 the team if the, the moment he loses the change room everything goes to shit, um, yeah. which is what happened in two thousand and five uh, with the Wallabies and he got sacked. Um, we haven't seen that yet with England, um, and I'm still to see kind of the the downfall. Like it doesn't look like that team's going to head that that way anytime soon. But you know, I I don't think I'd be too worried if I was the England side, even if they did go down. I mean, like the last time they won the Six Nations was only two years ago. Like <laughs> they're doing fine. Yeah. Like they're doing fine, and even though they didn't have a good performance this year, um, you know there there's a fa- there's a lot of talent in that squad. They were trying a few new things out, um, and you know they'll be better off for it when they come for the series here in Australia. Okay, well I hope he fails because oh, of course uh, you want him to fail, <laughs> but like uh, I'm I'm keeping my cards close to my okay, chest, mate. Okay, well, no, I cards not close to my chest. Hope you fail, England. <laughs> Uh, okay, so moving on, talking from, and we've missed the segue here, but Tolu Latu, Lockie Swinton, Tongan Thor, Tongan Thor got bloody suspended for doing a clean out. Uh, <laughs> the most rope dope clean out I've seen in my life. Uh, I think he got suspended tonight for two games. They're going to appeal. Mm. Uh, Nick, this is absurd. <laughs> Look, it's. Here's the thing when when you when you go back and you you re- watch a clean out three or four times you watch a tackle three or four times in slow motion everything looks worse than what it actually is. Um, was the player actually the player who who the Tongan Thor cleaned out? Was he injured? Like, did he actually was there was there a place that, like the the argument that they would probably come from the basis of is was there first of all malicious intent? And uh, the question of, you know, if so, uh, what could have been avoided? What what could he have done differently, or was it done with the with the intention to actually hurt? I, I mean, cleanouts are a variable one. Um, I mean, you're literally trying to bash a player out of the way yeah. uh, to to try and, you know, to try and uh, t- and compete for the ball. I mean, and it's a and there and it does come a point where. You know, it's a contact sport. You've, yeah. you've got to, if you, I mean, headbutts can happen by accident and, and you know, tackles like that can happen all the time. It, it's easier to, I think it's easier to go based on malicious intent if, if a player is actively trying to, to whack, a, whack a bloke, then you're, you know, then you're in a bit of trouble. But yeah, it's, it's a weird one. It's so a, I, it's I a weird one. Yeah, it's it's really weird to see for yourself. Um, Christy Doran, um, Fox Sports Journal on Twitter. If you go on his Twitter, he's he's just replied to himself where he had the footage. 
Um, so you can see for yourself, it's atrocious. <laughs> um, but I must say, it's a lot better that they, instead of spending... So, sorry, a, a bit of context as well to this, obviously, is that they looked at it at the time, didn't think it was worth a penalty or anything else, and it got cited after. I must say, it's a lot better that they do do it this way in terms of citing it instead of spending five minutes or whatever boring us look at you know looking at the thing a million times over anyway moving on tong and thor wallabies england's coming out uh this july mm -hmm. um so there's been a bit of chat and i've got to say it's just not on rugby australia's website you go to fixtures for the wallabies this year there's nothing there's like no fixtures. There's no even placeholder. Hey, we're figuring this out or TBA. Like they must know. They know it's on a Saturday. Um, and obviously a caveat because of COVID things might change, but there's absolutely nothing. But thank God Wikipedia, because if you go on Wikipedia and you, you look it up, 2022 <laughs> July Rugby Union test, you can see it. Isn't that right, Nick? Mate, it's my one-stop shop for uh, it's amazing. For information. I love if, it. Uh, if, if, uh, if if the Wallabies website lets me down, then the July tests that have already been confirmed from their socials uh, will definitely come up on uh, on it, on Wikipedia. It's even got the end of year. Uh, it's called end of year rugby union internationals, which we call the November tests. They've even got that. So anyway, they've even got, look, the France versus Australia, 5th of November, Paris. Uh, Italy versus Australia, TBA. You know, it's just why can't this be on the rugby site? Anyway. <laughs> So this July, Australia's playing England, 9th of July, according to Wikipedia, which doesn't source anything on, on this exact page, playing England in Optus Stadium in Perth, which is amazing, isn't it, Nick? That, you know, where we beat the All Blacks. Great stadium. I'd love to go. Uh, bloody Mark, what's his name? Probably won't let me in. What yeah. do you reckon? What do you reckon about this, having it in Perth? I reckon that's amazing. I do. Lots of it'll. It, there's a lot of expats in Perth as well. I reckon yeah. they'll they'll get a decent a decent crowd out there. Um, whether they'll sell it out like they did against the All Blacks is uh, is anyone's guess. But I mean, England have are still one of the in informed teams out there, despite their you know their reduced performance over the uh, with over the Six Nations. Um, look, this series is going to be interesting because uh, there's a, fa a fantastic video done by our Lord and Savior, Mr. Squidge Rugby, uh, which talks about. Uh, the fact that the Wallabies really kind of came into the, have come into their own under Rennie because of the analysis that he does. And is this re recent? This is a. Uh, it was done just before, just after the Japan game. So the Wallabies had just come off the were on their five match winning streak, oh, right. and then they were about to head yeah. into the, the three <laughs> matches that they lost. Yeah. Um. But fortunately, uh, Squidge uh, wasn't too down about that. Um. Uh, and he and he kind of viewed that the Wallabies are pretty close to form, but obviously, you know, that, that it's just a matter of the small tweaks and stuff to get things right. Um, and one of the things that he talked about uh, particularly was that, especially in the games against South Africa, he said he's doing this one amazing thing that Checker's never done. He's doing analysis. Um, <laughs> which <laughs> That's so funny because Checker on Rugby Heaven or Stan or whatever is actually quite astute. So uh, yes. it's, it's bizarre. I, I can't square it. It is, it is. But anyway, he, uh, I, I think that, you know, uh, Rennie comes into his own when playing, when, you know, doing analysis and having the chance to play multiple games week in, week out against an opposition, which is yeah. why I think even though we did lose the three matches against the All Blacks, um, even then uh, Squidge said that there was a lot of positives to take from that. The Waltlebys scored more more, um, r more tries against the All Blacks than every other nation uh, that played them that year combined. Well, um, we did play him three times. Like, yeah, I mean, there is that, but I mean, else like, play him three times? I mean, like that we scored more tries in those three matches than every single other team scored tries against the All. Well, I think that that was what he said. Something like, all oh, right. Well, we definitely probably scored more tries in a match than. But basically, we can. He said that week in week out analysis uh, is kind of he's seen as being a major strong point of of the uh, of Rennie's success so far yeah. and he a big factor in that he thinks will be that uh, Rennie hopefully has the chance to actually really kind of he's got time to actually sit down and prepare and even if we may lose the first match against the England side uh, the chances of us going doing much better in the second and third games I think will improve so I reckon we, whether we win the series or not is another is any man's guess because I think the English have a real mental 
advantage over us right now. But they do have. I do think that we'll at least break the losing streak, uh, yeah. which would be a much very welcome thing. Frank, thank, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, um, they should get real Pat Cummins out and go. Hey, remember the summer? Bloody tune in for more of that. <laughs> um, just quickly, is Krevy going to be back or nah? No idea. No okay. idea. It would be nice if he was back, but Paisami's looking like he's coming into his own as a sledgehammer. So Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, Never amazing. The, he, the hits he puts on, it's at least once a half, right? Like, it's just... He can just that, one he put on, that one he put on Noah Lalesio. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, felt that one. Uh, so long-winded, long-winded point to this chat is that... So they've put down the third... Uh, date here is uh, Australia versus England in Sydney. So second date's in Brisbane, of course. Third date, 23rd July, Sydney Football Stadium, which probably won't be ready, definitely won't be. If they play the SCG, SCG, yeah. Oh, I just. (laughs) Yeah, there's been a lot of complaints from the game over the weekend against the Rebels um, about uh, the fact that you shouldn't play. at uh, at the SCG, I mean, I, I assume it's some sort of contractual obligation. Yeah, there'll be there'll be is. there has to be a reason behind it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's not very good. The from what I the, the general consensus was that uh, the quality the the actual quality of performance and the fact that you know maybe it'll be a little bit better when you've got you know forty thousand people there compared to four thousand. Um, but yeah. It, by the looks of it, it it kind of resembled something similar to to Stadium Australia to the to ANZ <laughs> Stadium where you, where it's like a chasm and you feel yeah. like you're sixty meters away from yeah. the footy actually happening. Yeah, even when you're on the sideline. Yeah, um, which is you know I prefer myself if they should if they should play it anywhere they should play it uh, at uh, Combank or Bankwest yeah, or whatever the, Western yeah, Sydney Stadium. Because, like, it may be only totally. 30,000, but rugby's never even sold out a game yet, there yet. Yeah, so I don't even think the Eels have. No. So I reckon you'd definitely sell out a match there, and I reckon it would be a much better atmosphere. Everyone would have a much better time. Quality of rugby would be fantastic. I'll and, tell you what, it's a bit of a pain to get there from uh, Eastern Sydney. <laughs> Mate, we're trying to break the stereotype. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> if I'm on the train, it's going to take me a while to get there. But know, uh, it's, it's a great oh, stadium. You poor thing. You poor thing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, you got to think where the people at. <laughs> but I mean, okay, look, if they can't play it, if they can't play it at Combank, can't play it, don't want to play it at SCG, where do you reckon they can play it? So, and sorry, everyone, for the Sydney chat. <laughs> um, but look, we'll get to you. Look, we, we talked about Western Falls. Anyway, bloody Nick. Uh, where would we play it? Where would you play it? Oh. I was thinking of this. Like, what's the third best stadium? I was thinking maybe it would it be, well, the ANZ, but Penrith? What, the stadium is Is that Penrith? the third best There's only like 20,000 there, man. Like, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't I wouldn't play it at Penrith. There's a whole bunch of other, let me have a look. Let me look up some shit. Let me look up some other grounds in Sydney. Hang on. <laughs> All right. Great podcast. You could tell with this question that I planned ahead. Yeah, well, we don't know. It's just all off the top of our big brains. Let's talk about the other fixtures. Uh, New Zealand's going to play Ireland, all in New Zealand. Um, Japan playing Uruguay twice and, and France twice. They're starting two weeks earlier than everyone else, but also ending two weeks earlier. Uh, Argentina, as we talked about in that amazing podcast with Paul Tate, they're playing Scotland. Um South Africa playing Wales, um, and all the uh, Southern Hemisphere nations are playing at home. As this is the winter tests. Mm. Nicholas, what have you got for me? Well, in predictions for these ones, uh, I, I think right now Wales are a bit all over the place. I think the Springboks <laughs> yeah. should probably will probably pick up a decent uh, a, a decent series win on that one. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I want Wales to prove me wrong, but uh, you it's know, not going to happen. I like I like it when any rugby team proves yeah, me wrong. It reminds me, what do I know about rugby? Not not much. Yeah. Um, I do like I I, I really am going to be interested in that uh, Argentina Scotland series. Um, off the topic of the Paul Tate discussion, I mean it's yeah. going to be first test with Michael Checker in charge. 
Um, yeah. And he really has to turn this uh, this Argentine side around. Um, and Scotland, I think, aren't as you know as hot as they once were um, under Gregor Townsend. They they have shown that they can bounce back really quickly. Uh, yeah, Scotland is super disappointing. They beat England. Um, so in the yeah, but they just kind of fight, the first they kind time of fizzled out after two years in a row. Yeah. So yeah. and they beat and then their next game they lost to Wales. Yeah, um, that's so right. So they only beat England and Italy. So yeah, disappointing. But go on. Yeah. Um. And uh, like Japan and France would be a great I mean, series. It'll be a good series, but I think France will win it. Um. And we all know France travel like crap. France. Oh well, I don't think that's necessarily the case. In the, like they they travelled very well when they came down to Australia, when they came down to play us. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were a bit like crab juice, so. Yeah, but the fact that we still won, we still won. Do you know? Um. Do you remember they had a guy playing called Melvin Jaminet? I think it was a yeah, guy yeah. that dived. He mm-hmm. was one of the top scorers in the six, six Nations. Yeah. So all that chat about that being their seed team maybe was not true. Hmm. Who knows? Um, and uh, the series I'm going to watch is Ireland All Blacks. Yeah. Six Nations champions versus, uh, well, in New Zealand. And they're playing really well at the moment. Uh, yeah. Add to that, I think, as well, the fact that the uh, – that, uh, I really think the All Blacks, I mean, that loss to France was quite a telling match uh, yeah. that they had uh, over the, you know, over the weekend, uh, at, the end, at the end of last year, rather. So I think that there's, uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be, yeah. that's going to be a very interesting series. I mean, I, I don't think Ireland have ever beaten New Zealand in New Zealand. I mean, they've only no. got like three wins for it. So if there's an opportunity for them to do it. Surely this is it. Um, uh, I'd probably, I'd probably disagree with, that being it, time for them to beat them, because New Zealand aren't weak by any means, um, and Ireland. I don't, I don't know. They play well at home in Ireland. Um, do they play well outside of it? Um, mm. Be a good series, but I just, I just can't see New Zealand dropping a game at all, or getting mm. close to dropping a game. Like it might be, you know, at half time, they mm. might only be seven points ahead. Yeah. New Zealand in New Zealand, you know. Yeah, who knows? Um, um, in, and in answer to your question, I reckon uh, the question that you posed way beforehand, what will be a good alternative stadium uh, for for the England game? I mean, there is ANZ because ANZ's not getting torn down yet, um, which isn't very – which yeah. would – you know, I mean, yeah, you'd get it, but I don't reckon they'd sell it out. Um, you could have – you could take – I reckon part of me thinks you, you could take it to Canberra. <laughs> and play it uh, and play it GIO. Yeah, get five thousand um, people out. I don't understand why Canberra isn't getting crowds. Like, yeah, well, no, Ra- Raiders get crowds. Raiders get crowds. Like the Brumbies are playing really well. Like they're yeah. on like a how many like match winning streak at home, and they are still getting crowds of only eight thousand. Um, what do they need to do? Well, I don't get it. What do the Brumbies need to do to get I, a decent crowd? Well, I just, I mean, think about the Raiders, right? They do that clap. Right, and they're green. Like it's kind of fun. It's almost like a T uh, Twenty game. I here's but the a bit of a tangent. Yeah, I bit of a tangent. I just think the rugby marketing is fucking boring. We need to get Brett McKay on. Because uh, yeah. Brett McKay's been talking about this for a while. Um, but you know, like do a horse race at halftime. Something like it's boring. <laughs> like honestly, man. Like I wouldn't. You wouldn't know what Waratahs games on. Hmm. Um, or like like that, that, like Force Force played uh, Drua there, and then the Waratahs played the Rebels. Do a double header. You, you sound, you're starting to sound like the Rugby Report cut. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, disappointing. Um, so anyway, cracking on. Uh, actually, actually no, not cracking on. We're gonna stay on Six Nations. Italy beat Wales. That's yes, fucking awesome. They played really well. Uh, Josh Adams, who was a, the Wales winger, you know, as the, the English and the Welsh now, uh, we can add them in, like to do, they give the man of the match to the winning team, despite the uh, the occasion, like what Joe Launchbury, one of the against Wallabies. But Josh Adams gave his man of the match award to uh, Barisi, I'm going to say his name is, the, the Italian... Uh, the- the Italian fullback who yeah. put that bloody amazing effort in to, to uh, win the game with the death. That last try, like amazing. This 78th minute fullback just 
basically just kind of crabbed. Like, he just pointed to the sideline and just ran around them. And he's closing in. Instead of going in for the try in the corner, had the composure to straighten up and throw it on the inside. Um, and whoever scored the try ran under the post, and they got their win by one point. Amazing stuff. It's actually super stoked to see it. It's a great game. And uh, I, I, it's... It's interesting. Like everyone's been been giving Italy the uh, a rough end of the stick for for not you know performing and and struggling and you know having justifiably only taken thirty six like having a thirty six match losing streak or however many matches it was uh, against you know in, in six nations. But I mean, first of all, they finally broke it and won their first. I mean, it's the first time they've ever won in Wales, which is a you know finally they broke a they broke that drought there. But mm. add to that, they've actually their um their under twenty side won more than they lost. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Beat the English, I think. Beat the beat English the side. Welsh yeah. beat the Scots. Um. So yeah. So we're cutting Wales. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the that's the deciding factor, I think. Here, uh, it's <laughs> like frankly, the Welsh they lost two matches back to back. Disappoint. It was all on them. Yeah. Uh. So I reckon. Uh. Yeah. Cut the Welsh. Bring Georgia in. <laughs> um, and uh, Alan Wynn Jones got his 150th cap, which is insane. Who can, like, talk about fulfilling a, a fantastic career, capping it off 150 caps. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's so much rugby. That's filth. Yeah. That's um, kind of filth. Yeah. But I yeah. love it. I respect, like, full, full, full respect, but yeah. Uh, Michael Hoop is going to beat it. Of course. Um. <laughs> Yeah, um, that man, he should he should be doing. If batteries, I had to do a battery the other day. Um, got a rat test and I got a UV light torch with it. I had to put a uh, battery in it. He's back this weekend, I think. Oh, well. is he? Is yeah, he? hoops hoops has been at training. So oh, okay, uh, which is really exciting because yeah, you interrupted well, my battery anecdote. I did interrupt your battery anecdote, but I enhanced it. Um, this Maybe. is this ain't no this ain't no ever ever ready super heavy duty battery. This is a Duracell battery. Uh, yeah. Well, a, anyway, like I just you know you had to put the plus and the minus. I, bro, I, was, I lost it. <laughs> no, I honestly, so I, didn't, I haven't done these for like ten years. But yes, it should be whatever the battery equivalent is. Maybe one of those portable chargers. That's what he can sell. Yeah, you can call it that. But either way, hoops hoops might be back this weekend for Heritage Round. Um, I mean, he probably needs money anyway. They're probably cutting the match payments, so <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> Um, and also another shout out, um, sorry, I'm just looking up this Wales Italy game. So it was Garbisi. Yeah. Garbisi who kicked four out of four to keep Italy in the, uh, game. Um, and the fullback is An Angie, I guess that's Angelo Capuozzo. Uh, amazing yeah. try. I, I really, everyone should check it out. Um, it's, it's. Amazing. Um, and uh, just a shout out to Spain, who qualified for the World Cup, um, which is amazing. Um, yeah, they did. It was like Russia. It was So Russia's been banned. Um, Belarus has been banned. I <laughs> uh, suck that. Uh, Belarus. Um, uh, so they qualified for the last World Cup as the second Euro um, after uh, Georgia. George is obviously already qualified. Um, so Spain's in. Which is solid. Which yeah. is good to hear. Like, Very exciting. Uh, nice to see another team. We already see, uh, we might see Chile. Um, yeah, well, if you, we, with our second, with our podcast with Paul, he, uh, there's, you know, Uruguay recently qualified as well. Um, and there is kind of, there was a huge, a couple of months back, there was a whole bunch of really surprise upsets, particularly when Chile knocked over uh, 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 Canada. And and Paul goes into deal, each detail about basically how Canadian rugby is, is kind of a bit, kind of on the skids a bit at the moment. But it's interesting as well that Uruguay uh, also picked up a win against the United States uh, as well uh, for their qualification too. So Chile and the US will go into a into a match as well together. And if it is the case that Chile ends up qualifying, we could see ourselves staring down the barrel of some history in 2023 because we'll have an all South American clash because uh, it'll be a Chile versus Argentina match. So yeah, very exciting. As as Paul said, get a Spanish ref. 
Yeah. <laughs> get a Spanish ref in. <laughs> yeah. Um, or just bring back Nigel Owens. Um, yeah, cool. Anyway, uh, this weekend, let's move on to that. Um, there's some games this weekend, Nick. Let me use this poor official fixture list to pull these games up in front of me. I've already got um, them in front of me, man. Oh, mate. Okay, so. <laughs> Moana Pacifica Hurricanes. Is this even going on? Uh, we don't know again. yet. We're recording here on Tuesday night. We don't know. Um, so you, if, if the if, if our dear listeners are listening, you probably know more about this than we do. Um, I'm assuming we'll find out. But in the event that it does, which I'm hopeful that it does because it would be nice to see some uh, some more trans-Tasman rugby. Uh, I mean, Hurricanes are going to smash them, I think. It's, yeah. no, no disrespect to Moana Pacifica, but... Oh, yeah. no, disrespect. You're going to get smashed. <laughs> um, look, it would be nice to... Look, I, I think they are clicking a lot more, but, you know, uh, it looks like they are just a bit of a cut below the, uh, the well, Kiwi side so far. Yeah, they're just these guys that have been smushed together. Yeah, but they, they'll prove it. Like, there is a lot of good talent in that squad. There is. Yeah. It's nice like, to see Christian, Christian Lafano, so you're knocking about. There's a lot of, but there's a lot of really good players in the ITM Cup as well that are, that are applying their trade. There's a fantastic winger who's, oh God, his name's escaped me. I had it on the tip of my tongue a second ago, but he's gone. But mm-hmm. the wing, there's a really fantastic winger who's really uh, been, you know, putting his hand up for, for selection, uh, you know, in terms of performance, performances there for Moana. Um, like there's a lot of really good talent there. Just right now, they're just not quite operating on, a, you know, on the level mm. that you have to against the Kiwi sides. Um, so I think the Hurricanes are going to take this one. Okay. Um, uh, Rebels playing Drua. Uh, Drua's going to win. Uh, uh, well, I mean, look, Rebels did improve against the Tars, but I wouldn't say, like, again, they're a long way from that where they want to be right now. Um, it was an improved <laughs> performance against the Tars, but I'd still go Drua. Oh, man, they're crab juice at the moment. Um, I mean, they are. The annual they crab are, juice but trophy. They are, but you've got to be optimistic, man. Uh, well, you know, but yeah, I guess so. Just tie Darren Coleman and see how you go. Tomorrow um, <laughs> Tars were absolutely crab juice last year. Uh, Western Force and Brumbies. These are all Friday night games, by the way. Mm-hmm. Three games on Friday. Um, this will be a tight one. Um, it's home in Perth. Yes, it is. Um, and it's Heritage Round as well, so the Force will be out in there. They've got a, They've just unveiled as like as of like one hour ago of me speaking a really sweet heritage yeah, it's jersey. Sick. It's that, sick. Yeah. So any people in any WA folks listening, um, this heritage jersey you probably be able to see it on the the forces socials. Just get make sure you get to the game because you can buy one there. Um, oh, and apparently sick. you could only buy it at the ground. Oh. So just yeah. do yourself a favor and go. Um, it's like a, it's like a white white collar which is amazing about it and then like blue and blue and uh, black black stripe. hoops yeah. like you know the horizontal stripes um although one one thing i've got to say about lesson force they look slick in their black kit um and as we know wa's colors are yellow and black and we've already got a bazillion blue teams like minor pacific is blue and fiji and drew are blue um which is annoying um there's more colors out there fellas um Hey, look! They're going to be playing in. Look, I think they'll be. They're going to be playing in their heritage black and gold. So it's going to be. They're aiming to try and do a blackout oh. of the of the uh, of of HBF Park. Um, yeah, which will be good. Uh, it'd be nice to see what heritage jersey the Force come up with. Um, you mean the Brumbies? Well, no, the Force have got a heritage jersey too. The actual playing jersey they have. I mean, the Brumbies are going to play in a classic. They need to bring back the Canberra milk. Wait, wait. So the one we're talking about. So uh, the, the, there's going to be a heritage jersey that they'll be selling at the ground. Also, also the force are going to be playing in a heritage jersey as well. But the one that we're talking about, I don't know actually. I don't know if they. Well, gonna... I assume that was it. I mean, Dane Hellepetty was wearing it. I mean, yeah, Dane Hellepetty was wearing it, but I think it's uh, no. That's just one for for it's folks just... to buy at the ground. Oh, okay. Also, going to have an, have their own heritage jersey. Oh, okay. As well, but they're going to be up against the Brumbies, who should be in the Canberra milk jersey. Are they going to be like the old kind of rugby jerseys and get soggy in the rain and all that? Not the. Oh, I hope so. God. Should be. How good would that be? Fuck. Um, uh, yeah, predictions Brumbies. for this match, though. Western Force, I think, might nick it. 
Oh, I don't know. Like Brumbies are like the like we. I was gonna if if the Reds had knocked off the Brumbies, I would have said yes. Um, and that being said, like the Brum the Force. Um, I mean, I predicted the Drew was gonna win on the weekend, and but the credit to the Force, they they're just sheer ability to just make the Drew grind the Drew down and force them to have to try and you know score from every end of the field. Yeah. Just managed to hang in there was was impressive, but. I mean, like, I think the Brumbies have got the edge over the force here. Um, I'm not saying that as a biased Brumbies fan because uh, I do have a very soft spot for the force. Um, but, yeah, look, it's – I mean, if the if the force put in a performance and final – like a performance that unlike when, they, when the Reds came to visit HBF, they don't kind of get sucked in uh, yeah. and kind of ground down by – ground by the – like – ground down by the Reds. Uh, I yeah, reckon they yeah. can find a way to win, similar to the match against the draw. But, uh, I mean, Brumbies are on a five-match winning streak at the moment. So uh, my money is my money's on the Brums. Yeah, yeah. I think the Force have gotten themselves... I think the Force are kind of... This is their thing. They're, they're tough to beat, but they don't have the cutting edge. Um, and I think definitely this year, they've definitely improved on the, the tough-to-beat-ness ability. Uh-huh. I, they do need a win at home, though. But they and need, I, yeah, I, they, they need really that do need edge. a win at home. And I hope that the you know fans get out there in support because, you know, they've shown that they really can feed off a good crowd, a, a good crowd vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, moving on. Saturday, first Saturday game. Highlanders, Blues. Blues. Yeah, Blues. Highlanders are a bit all over the place at the moment. Um, yeah. Natho's kind of raised in a couple of good podcasts recently that, you know, he's kind of been a bit... Everyone's talking about how how shit the Rebels are, but, you know, there is a, actually, strangely enough, a Kiwi equivalent at the moment, and that is the, the Highlanders. They're just... They're none and four at the moment. Um, and, yes, they have missed a couple of games, but I will say that, you know, the last time they played the Blues, uh, I mean, it, like, the Blues kind of did run away with it in the end, um, mm. but it was a match that the Highlanders should have closed out a bit more. Um, they had did did make a game of it against the Hurricanes. They did make a game of it. Uh, you know, they did make it. I mean, they kind of really kind of were, couldn't really compete against the Crusaders, which was a bit tough. Um, and th- there's just something a bit off with them about how they close out their games at the moment. Uh, so at the moment, I think it's uh, it's going to be a difficult one right now. I think that right now they're just there's there's something a bit off with them, and I think it's going to the Blues are probably going to be uh, be too good for them. Long may that continue so I can rack up some wins against them. Um, <laughs> Chiefs, Crusaders. Uh, the last game against these, it's been like two weeks ago or three weeks ago. It, it was. was cracker. And, and the Chiefs, Chiefs won. won at the end. Yeah, the death. Mm. Um, I mean, I hate the Crusaders. Uh, so let's go Chiefs. Um, you agree with everything I just said about the Crusaders? Uh, look, I reckon Crusaders will be out for revenge. Uh, it's you're a fool to to at least not re- count them out. Chiefs are playing bloody well though at the moment though. Yeah, they Is really Ryan are. Gatlin still about? No, Gatlin moved to. <laughs> Actually, is a funny story. So instead, Gatlin was supposed to come back after the British and Irish Lions tour. Um, but the Chiefs looked like they'd been performing better under the replacement coach. Uh, who the whose name is just one second. Uh, the current coach is uh, Clayton McMillan. Um, yeah. So so they've said to Warren Gatland, look, uh, do you want to be the director of rugby instead? Oh, okay. um, so so uh, Gatland's director of rugby now at Waikato right. instead. Sick. All right. Um, uh, final game. Uh, actually, not final game because there's another game after this. Nick, we've done. How many have we done? One, two, three, four, five. This would be our sixth game. There's 12 teams Super Rugby. There's another game on Tuesday. Let's get back to that soon. But last game of the weekend, Saturday, 7.45, official Super Rugby time, a.k.a. Australian Eastern Daylight Time, Queensland Waratahs. In Queensland. In Queensland. Mm. Uh, Queensland. No Tongan Thor, probably. Yeah, but I think that uh, right now they, well, as much as they did lose to the Brumbies, uh, I reckon it's just going to be a. They're just they're looking like a better side, uh, and they just are finding a way to win ugly. I think the Tars are continuously improving week on week, um, but at Queensland at home uh, with the current form they are in, 
I reckon it's going to be too much. All right. I'm going to say Taz because I'm crazy. Uh, <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday. This is a nice little treat. Five o'clock, official Super Rugby time. Uh, Minor Pacifica are playing the Blues, which I think was meant to be the first game. Yeah, it was a, it was a round one. Um, and this is a big one, considering um, considering the demographic makeup of Auckland is the biggest Pacific Islander city in the world. Um, played in Auckland. Nick, what do you think? This would be a great game, actually. I should remind myself to... Uh, Watch it. What do you reckon? Uh, look, I think, uh, look, I reckon Moana Pacifica will be up for this one, probably more than the other games, uh, just considering the where they're based and the fact that it is the local the local side um, in, in the blues that they're facing. Uh, and it's a four-day, uh, four days recovery. Yes, it is. It is a four-day recovery. Four. What, so the Blues have a four-day recovery. Or, oh, Blues have a three-day. So they're playing on Saturday. And then Jesus. On Tuesday. Miners playing on Friday and Tuesday. That's rough. Um, yeah. I, I, I still think the Blues will be favourites. Um, and I'm going to pick them just because of just, again, I think it, it'll be nice to see Moana finally just have a week-in, week-out rugby. Yeah. But uh, I think it's going to be uh, the Blues. It'll take this one. It will be fascinating to see because we've never seen this in Super Rugby, um, a midweek game mm. and a game where, I mean, these teams, because well, they're playing each other again on the Saturday after. This is crazy. So they're, yeah. playing, they're playing on Tuesday and then they're playing again on Saturday. That's right. That's gonna amazing. Be... That's going to be cool. But they're going to be probably really groggy. Um, <laughs> and that'll be kind of good to see. Uh, not from a safety perspective, obviously, but... Uh, groggy Kiwis. I'm not about that. I'm not about the safety. You're all about groggy Kiwis. I'm about groggy, bloody tired. But we'll probably really open up, actually. that um, The Saturday game might be great. Um, <laughs> just super open after about the half-time. Mm. So, I think that's it. I think um, it is too, sir. Um, going a bit over time. It's meant to be quick. But I love that we said short and sweet. And here we are one hour later. Ah, well, you know, good, <laughs> good content. It is. It's cool. A, well, Nick, it's getting late. I need to go to bed. Me too. Um, I'm going to this podcast. Yeah. Um, you're a hero. Um, I appreciate right. it, my friend. I'll uh, catch you later. <laughs> is that how we're going to do the outro for this podcast? Yeah. Well, I... Well, that's it then. All right. See you, Nick. See ya. But what did go wrong? I'll have to look look and think about it. Think about it deeply, very deeply. Did it hinge in the end on a bit of genius from Sirelli Bombo? A bit of genius, a bit of magic. Sirelli Bombo, very interesting. Very good, yeah. Very good. Three cheers for Sirelli Bombo. Very good, very good. <laughs>